It's time to stop the overwhelm and cut through the confusion when it comes to starting your own business. Let me help you create a business that's going to stand the test of time and provide you with the financial and time freedom you dream of. You're listening to the Idea to Income podcast, and I'm your host, Jolene Mills. Hello, hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Idea to Income podcast. I am your host, Jolene Mills. I am a mom, a mentor, a photographer, a show-to-shoe-loving, multi-passionate entrepreneur from Alberta, Canada, who wants you to follow your dreams, and I am so excited to be on this journey with you. Today, we're going to be talking all about the Idea to Income podcast, a little bit about me, and I'll give you a heads up on what to expect and dive into the first two things every entrepreneur should do before starting their business. But first, I have to tell you a little bit about our sponsor. Today's episode and this podcast is brought to you by The Virtual Studio. The studio is where aspiring female entrepreneurs like you come to learn how to start and scale successful online businesses. For more information, please visit us at thevirtualstudio.ca. For the last four years, I wanted to start a podcast that empowered women to step into their boss role and start a business. The other day, I was actually killing time on social media, as we all do, and I came across one of those motivational quotes that said, a year from now, you would have wished you started today. And it hit me. It has been four years since I started toying with the idea of starting my very own podcast. Four years of me thinking about it. Do you have any idea what else happens every four years? There's a leap year every four years. The Olympics are every four years, except for this year. The World Cup, and I don't even watch soccer. Even I know it's every four years. And apparently, it takes that long for me to get off my butt, stop dreaming, and start doing. So, here we are. This podcast has been created and is based on my idea to income system, which is a group coaching program I offer through my coaching business to aspiring entrepreneurs. So in season one, I'm going to be bringing you that system directly. I'll provide actionable tasks on how to start your own business, and I'll be providing you with some great insights and letting you know what mistakes to avoid. Each week, I'll be sharing practical lessons and having candid conversations about everything you need to know when you are going from idea to income. So, where should we start? This is the most common question I get from aspiring entrepreneurs. And I think it's the one question that actually prevents many from getting started. The question really packs a punch because it isn't just one question. It is actually a lot of questions packed into one tiny little package. And today I'm going to share my answer to where to get started and it's actually a lot simpler than you would think. It isn't building your website, it's not harassing everyone you know to start buying stuff from you, and it is actually taking a realistic assessment of yourself and your idea. And you need to ensure that your idea targets a paying market. Now let me tell you why that's important. When I made the decision to start my second business, I figured I was already a success in my first company, so this was going to be easy. After all, I had a large network of friends, I have colleagues that were all entrepreneurs, this was going to be a breeze. But boy was I wrong. I jumped in head first, I created a website, I emailed everyone I knew telling them about my new passion project and that the amazing stuff I had to offer because I had took the time to create it. The response 
was astounding. I got a lot of congratulations and sounds exciting. My personal favorite, you go girl, but no one wanted to buy from me. This made zero sense. I have so much to offer, years of experience. I've mentored dozens of now successful entrepreneurs. Where did I go wrong? Why will nobody buy from me? Why is nobody willing to pay me for what I am offering? I'm going to get to that, but first, let me tell you a story. When I was about five or six years old, we lived across the street from one of those inner city parks where it was like the center block was actually just a green space and a playground where parents would kick their kids outside for the entire day and be able to keep an eye on them by just looking out the front window or hollowing out the front door, which is how my mom always got my attention. This green space had a playground, a tetherball, some trees, a picnic table, and it was just a place where kids would go and hang out all the time. Well, one day, after a few days of rain and being trapped inside, my brother and I went to the park. Now, I'm a puddle jumper, even to this day. So when I saw that a tree was sitting in what I thought was the middle of a great puddle, I was excited. Floating in this puddle was a piece of styrofoam. I had no idea where it came from, but me being me, I decided to jump right onto that piece of styrofoam, not caring. Just having the drive to jump on it and make it sink was what I had moving me forward. Well, let me tell you, it didn't sink. I jumped on it, it slipped right out from under me, and I was the one that sunk. Next thing you know, I'm waist deep in a mud pit, I couldn't move, and every time I put my hands down to push myself out, they would sink too. I started crying for my brother to come and save me, and he tried to get me out, but then he started sinking. So what did he do? He had to go get my mom. And I knew right then and there that this was not going to end well, because from the beginning, she told me to stay away from the puddle so I didn't ruin my fancy corduroy pants, because we all know the 80s and fancy corduroy pants. But regardless, it didn't end well. So how does that have anything to do with you starting your business? Well, where do you think I went wrong when I was five and again when I started my second company? At the age of five, I didn't know any better. Five-year-old logic told me I would float on that piece of styrofoam. As an adult, my excitement overtook my logic and the lack of logical thinking told me that I had something to offer and people to offer it to. I wasn't starting my business because I didn't like my life. I wasn't in it for the money. I was driven by the idea of helping as many women as I could. And once again, I jumped in feet first without thinking. And once again, I didn't land well. So as a kid, I learned not to jump in if there is no visible bottom. As an entrepreneur, I learned that the smart entrepreneur will always take two simple steps before heading into the water. This is what I'm going to talk to you about today. So you don't have to sink like I did. you need to do is take a realistic assessment of your idea. You probably heard it said time and time again that you should only put your time into a business that you're absolutely passionate about, your life's mission. While that's the ideal scenario, it's actually kind of like that Bible verse that gets misquoted all the time, uh, money is the root of all evil. If you read the verse in its entirety, you'll see that it's not money that's the root of all evil. It's the love of money, that's the root of all evil. Meaning that those who place undue emphasis on acquiring it are likely to trip up and make horrible mistakes out of greed. In other words, if you're only in it for the money, you're probably not gonna get anywhere. And money isn't so bad. 
So before you get started, take a step back and reflect. Why are you starting your business? I'm hoping you're starting because you love the idea of helping others and it completely excites you. You know it will make a difference both to yourself and your clients. Lives are going to be transformed for the better, again, both yours and your customers. And of course, I hope it's so you can make money and start building the life of your dreams without money being your main priority. I get it. It sounds so corny, especially if you're looking at starting a multi-level marketing business or making custom jewelry, for example. But even with product-based companies, it's the serving of others that's going to bring on that success. Now, the second one requires a little bit of research and legwork. It's to find out if there's even a paying market for your idea. Whatever your business idea is, it could be selling software as a service, professional training services, coaching, info products, anything in any type of industry. None of it's going to matter if there isn't a paying market for it. Remember my email that I sent out telling everyone I knew about my new business? The mistake I made there was that I sent it to my entire network of friends who either have already been in business long enough that they didn't require what I had to offer or already had what I was offering. So obviously they were not the paying market I was looking for, but that didn't mean that there wasn't a paying market out there. I just actually had to do the research. And that's the challenge I'm giving you this week. I want you to go out and find out if there is a current need for your idea. Is it something people always need like plumbing or tax help or is it a hot new trend right now where there is a giant gap and you can fill it? There's only one way to know and that's through research. So here are a couple ways for you to find out. First, find out if people are writing about it. If they're writing about it, it's obviously a hot topic. So head over to Amazon.com or Amazon.ca, get over to the department section, scroll down and choose books or the Kindle store. In the search bar, the department will automatically change. Search for your idea, your product, or your specific niche. Then find if there's a book there, choose one that appeals to you. Scroll down to the books listing page until you find the Amazon's best sellers rank. If the number is less than 150,000, you know it's selling quite frequently. If you can find at least three books with low ranks, you can assume you got a hot topic that people are paying for. Second, just ask, seriously, how many communities are you a part of? Join a few more and ask around. Head over to surveymonkey.com, create a quick survey, give it a title that relates to your niche, and find out in their own words what your ideal customer's biggest frustrations are with your topic. Find out what problems that frustration is causing them in their world, their life, their business, wherever you're going to help them. Ask them what they feel is missing with available solutions that are currently out there about your topic. And ask them how their life would be different if they would overcome the struggles and frustrations they have with your topic. These questions are going to give you the answers you need to move forward with your business. Once you've added your questions and edited your buttons and save, so share your survey. Throw it on all your social media accounts and groups that you belong to that will allow it. And then after about 24 hours, go back and start analyzing your results. What is the common thread? What are their pain points? How can you help them through their struggles and end their frustration? Because if you break it down, there isn't a single business out there 
big, small, or even micro companies whose purpose isn't to solve a problem for their customers, which is exactly what you are going to do with your business. So be sure to take a step back and assess your business idea and make sure there's a paying market before you jump in feet first. Be sure to check out the show notes for a free checklist to help you to ensure your business idea is solid and that there is a paying market for it. And a direct link to the, today's episode's webpage for a complete list of the suggested questions to ask in your survey. Thanks for listening to the Idea to Income podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Virtual Studio. Check it out at thevirtualstudio.ca. And if you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.